video games were made to be played. Don't play yours? We know some people who will. We are Get Well Gamers, a charity who take your unwanted video games and consoles to give to children's hospitals and wards across the UK. Donating is super easy. Just head over to our website, getwellgamers.org.uk, to fill out our online donation form. You've played the hero, now be the hero. to the Pure Dead Gaming Podcast, your weekly Scottish dose of all things gaming. If you're new around here, I'm Jess and I'm joined by Pure Dead Craig. Hi Craig. Hello. And Andy, be a bit more cheerful, come on. Cheer up. Cheer up. Cheer up. I have no idea what I'm singing. He's fucking butchered that by the way. I feel like he's singing words to a different song. Cheer up. And then they say a name. I forget what the name is though. Cheer up, Mary Jean. What does it mean? We have to start again, I think. Yeah, let's just do it now. Okay. We are the group of Scottish gamers and we host a weekly podcast every Thursday breaking down all the latest gaming news and new releases. And we also publish written reviews over at puredeadgaming.com and video content on YouTube and Twitch and other socials as well. Uh, so go and check them out. In this week's episode, Microsoft now owns Activision. What does that mean for the industry? Pete Hines at Bethesda has chucked it. Plus, we'll cover all the other biggest news. Are your spidey senses tingling? Because Spider-Man 2 is finally here. Ooh. Yes. We'll be swinging into action and delving into all the new releases this week as well, including Spider-Man, of course. And as always, if you enjoy the episode, give a wee like and review. It goes a long way to support the podcast and help us get into more people's ear holes. That's the way I like to access them. That mm-hmm. is the aim. Um, what's been happening? How are we this week? Mm, good. All right. I've got a, I've got to say to you actually, right. a, a bit of life news. And you, th- and you thought this would be the, the platform? Yeah, yeah, I'll just tell you quickly. Right. Yeah. yeah. Actually, no, I'll just leave it. No, if you're going to be like that. <laughs> Don't leave it hanging, what is no, it? No, 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 I'm not going to. No, that's fine. Is it terminal? Everybody, no, you can just, uh, no, that's fine. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> you were supposed to have me a, a crisp roll here. I know, we... We've been particularly busy, yeah. but we will. We'll, you couldn't we'll, have a bag of crisps and a piece of bread for me. You might not know this, but I'm quite healthy, so I don't usually keep that stuff in stock. Slash I at the ball. Pass the sniff test. Yeah. I'll have it all set up for you next week. Yeah. So follow up mm. from last week's episode, Craig divulged a encounter he had with a man who had a ham and crisp no, sandwich. Um, we were sceptical of this combination, um, but listener Squinny was tasked tasked and delivered successfully on trialling this out for us. So there is a video in our Discord. Um, if you're not a member, come join, come watch the video. It's well worth it. Very, very worth it. He, yes. he over-delivered as he tends to do. Mm-hmm. What a man. Yeah, and a, a subsequent request has also been made for Andy to try mm-hmm. on air, but we do not have a I promise have I'll, I'll have it all set up for next week. 
That's my bad. I'll take I'll take the L on that. I know. Anyway, what's your news? <laughs> no, no, it's fine. Let's just I was just gonna talk about the Chris Pro. That's no, you weren't. What is it? No, it's fine. Is it terminal? No. <laughs> Would you care if it was? No. Well, right now, I because I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's fine. Let's just move on. Let's not make this about me. I'm not saying another word until he tells us what's going on. No, it's fine. No, there's nothing going on. I'm doing that thing with folk doing Facebook where they go, <laughs> I'm at the hospital. Then folk go, <laughs> folk go, log out oh, for which, seven hours. No, no, no. And then they go, which, which rang? And it's like, I'll DM you. <laughs> and it's like, oh, no. why? Why are you doing it? Or they just take a picture of A&E. And it's like, right? And I can't talk about it. Oh, fuck me. It's so frustrating. It really is. I don't know why folks So you know you're doing that? Yeah. You're talking about how these folk are pricks? Yeah, but I realised, I was going to tell you something, and I realised that it's not podcast worthy. No. Okay. I'll tell you afterwards. No. The podcast listeners don't get to learn what's going on in my life. Okay. (laughs) Fair enough. Uh, what have I been up to? Do you want to give us an update on your PSN leaderboard exploits? Oh, You know aye. how you've been chasing that? You need to that, crack the... If we were going to get a weekly update on yeah. how your platinum exploits were going. Since you put every waking hour... He's well prepared, I can see. Googling mm-hmm. it on the sly here. I'm just getting a most recent scrape. Right, okay. Wait with bated breath to find out here. I'll put some elevator music in just for you know. So last week I was at four nine five. Mm-hmm. I'm now at four eight seven. Oh, you have increased. Well done. Yes. And what has tipped you? Edging up the... slowly. So obviously I'll talk about this as we go. Well, some of them, some of them, not so much. Um, I I dug out a few shitty platinums. Of course you did. Uh, mm-hmm. Just so that I could. Flex a little bit on here. That's your bread and butter for yeah. us. So um, I've done the sure. check run, mm-hmm. which is an endless runner where you're a little check man and he collects cans of beer oh, on the way. Oh, you need to elaborate uh, like a check man as in a man that's like mm. a large check with legs or like a check as in Czech Republic man? Czech Republic. Oh, okay. Okay, that makes total sense. So I got the platinum for that. I almost got the platinum for a game called Two Lane, but there's actually one trophy that's a little bit a little bit of a sticky wicket, mm. and so I've still to get that to get the full platinum. But I got the rest of the trophies. But does the, but does the rest of your trophies increase your leaderboard? Uh-huh, standing? every trophy right, does. Okay, so it's not just platinums. Okay. Uh, I platinumed mm. a game called Steampunk Voyage, which was a lot of pish. Uh, I platinum, I platinum twice a game called <laughs> Word Space, uh, which you have to get some words correct. I platinumed Dino Break. Oh, which I will, did you play mm, it? Which I'll talk about later. I've almost platinum Cyberpunk now. I'll talk about that later because there was an issue with that. And other than that, just a few trophies here and there. So this breaks down. It tells you what you've been... What yeah, your you trophies can see everything. Yeah. You see everything. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I realised, like, when we came off last week's podcast, I was, I was motivated. I thought, that cunt's fucking called me out. <laughs> As if four nine five's not a fucking great accomplishment, right? So mm. over the over the course of seven mm. days, I've improved my standing. I'm now four eight seven. You know what I mean? It's mm. almost leaderboard worthy. You'll get there. You're getting there slowly. Aye, and the whole UK, I, mm. I'll have you know, right? Mm. Whole UK. Um, but 
I'm, I'm, I was going to keep this going for a couple of weeks, but I can't do it. We're in the middle of October. There's a lot going on. It's just... I think by 2030 you could crack the top 100. I, I left this game behind, right? I moved on, turning tricks for trophies, right? I, ca- I can't do it anymore. So I will continue, obviously, to get trophies because I'm a top-tier gamer, but uh, leaderboard chasing, G. I shall not be. Top but, G? But yeah, eight places in, in a week. That's, wait, what, that's wait, what I'm many, capable of. How many points you got? How many tallies? You got none of that made any sense. What? <laughs> <laughs> how many tallies do you have? How many platinum trophies? How many scores you score? I was your You're making a mockery of this. What's your What's your count? <laughs> You're a prick. I have. I'm tr- my trophy level. Hmm. And that's the only fucking thing you didn't use is 732 so no but what's your g what's your g thing is that no that's or? xbox you knob i've got 530 platinums right. which means i've fully completed five at least minimum 530 games because not every game has a platinum so what's the number one person got how far behind are you what do we need to catch up to? Like, this is going to be... In terms of Platinums? Like, aye, what they got? What's the number one person got? This is going to be mental, isn't it? The number one person in the world is from Japan, and they have 8,723 Platinums. Oh, my God. Their trophy level's 2,585. Oh, my God. Wow. There was a guy that was number one for a while. I think his name was like Hakum or something like that. But he seems... Oh, he's dropped all the way down to number 13. Fucking slacker. The top British guy is number 17. He's got 7,058 Platinums. Guy? See, we presumed it's just a guy. Mm-hmm. Well, he name's care. Tim. Right, but... That's 2023. Oh, sorry. Everything's dynamic I don't want, and I don't, changing. I don't want to presume Tim's fluid. Oh, you've got a long way to go. Holy fuck. That's the thing. See, the further up you get, the harder it gets. The more competitive mm-hmm. it gets. Mm-hmm. The landscape changes. These people are going to be sad. Like, that person... Well, maybe not because it's, like, Asia. What was it? Japan? Japan. Japan, I'm not getting the image of... But, like, um, if it was America, if it was somebody... I would just get this image of somebody that's... In, tombed in a gaming chair like they can't get out from it now yeah. they've just become one with it I also wonder how many of them you know there's more than one person at it mm. because technically Craig you can't actually take credit for all of your yeah you've done a wee bit I've contributed I'm not going to sit here and count it because we've got stuff to talk about but <laughs> it looks like the guy the guy that's number one for the UK has platinumed like 18 games in the last 24 hours that's the, that's the rate but he could have been listening to this podcast and picked up the shitty platinum technique. Well, if he's got 7,000 platinums, I can assure you he knows about the shitty platinum technique. <laughs> <laughs> and, he's, <laughs> and he's got an account in every region under the sun. Go to you. I'm not to scratch with how it all works. Clearly. Aye. I mean, my tallies aren't very good. Nah, fuck off. <laughs> Unbelievable! I'm glad. I'm glad I've I've bowed out the game. Mm-hmm. 
This is the type of shit I have to put up with. Are you about now the fantasy critic? Oh, no, I'm not. No. Uh, You you see there that on the notes it says fantasy critic, lol. I do, yes. Yeah, that that was brought to my attention just no less than 15 minutes ago. So this is the fantasy critic league that we do. It's a a game you essentially play at the beginning of the year you pick your bunch of games that yeah. you think are going to score highly based on their open critic score mm-hmm. and then you get points based on what the actual score is um so we have a, a mini league with some of the listeners with us what's the latest on that craig the latest is i had spider on uh, and it got a 91 so i'm rolling in the points right good mm. um so i was happy with that but what was even funnier was uh, 20 minutes ago about this time when I went on and checked and saw that two of your games, Jess, uh-huh. have went down in points. Oh. What makes it even funnier is well, that one of them... scored. So as more reviews come in, the oh, points can change. Basically. Yeah. Um, so there's... Is it Dordogne? Mm-hmm. Uh, that released in June, but somebody else has reviewed it, so you've lost a point on that. What? <laughs> and then Under the Waves, that came out in August, that's went down two points. So no, not only am I absolutely lapping it up, but games that released months ago for you are going down. Do we have published open critic reviews for both those games? Because I could, I could jump in there, up your score, and review the games. Because you played both of them, didn't I, you? I no, you didn't play Under the Waves. No, I don't haven't. be using your stature. <laughs> could you get right. your reviews to show up on that? They do show oh, up they on do. it. We do oh, actually, they do. technically, cool. that does happen. Yeah. Oh, That's cool. why I was a little bit like, I don't know, because a few of the games I chose, I was reviewing. Mm. Um, but I've always scored stuff fairly. I think there was one I had, and I gave it like less than what most people gave it, to be fair. Conflict of interest. Because I'm such a stand-up guy. I think I've still got some some good games in the tank, so I'm not, you Who's know, number one in the league? I'm not worried. That's not important. It's not me. No, I'm like second bottom just now. Not after Spider Man came out. Not oh, after yeah. Spider Man now though. Mm-hmm. I was I was I was bottom heavy with my games. So right, I had a weird um, experience in Subway this week. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, Which I go to sandwich in Subway. Ah, uh, BMT. 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 Mm-hmm. What's that? Uh, I go for BMT. B- uh... I'm gonna say bacon. Meatballs, but not tomato. No. Right. <laughs> You're the one that needs to listen to this, right? Because I once sent you for a subway and you came back with a fucking meatball sub and I nearly flung it at you. I don't remember I didn't that even so. eat it, right? <laughs> My go-to is quite plain. What is it? <clears throat> Turkey and ham. Right. Lettuce, cucumber and salt and pepper. I'm a very plain Yeah, sandwich I had chicken, cheese, lettuce and cucumber when I went the other day. Yeah, I just like a normal fucking see see putting sauce on a sandwich. Mm. I've never heard anything so backwards in all my life. It's a sandwich. Yeah, I put sauce if you want on your it. dinner, go have your dinner. Go and have some spag balls or some. There's no need to have sauce on a sandwich. It just doesn't make sense. Right. So anyway, a BMT, <laughs> a BMT is ham pepperoni and salami what does bmd stand for then i don't know what it stands for but that's what it oh, is just wait till i google it because that's gonna bug what me the now fuck? and i put barbecue sauce on it <clears throat> and it's fucking delightful with cheese on top obviously because i'm not a fucking idiot and i get it heated up oh, i used to like uh what do you call it? italian bmt 
BLT. B, aye, Italian. The, the Italian one. It's pepperoni and... Pepperoni, salami and pepperoni, ham. Pepperoni, salami and ham. Oh, I used to get that. Aye, aye. fucking hell. <laughs> now that you're through slagging it, right now I've slagged your sandwich. I used to get this bagger. <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly what you just said, except, well, nothing Jeez. actually. It's just the same thing. <laughs> Fucking hell. Hey, cheese, though. <laughs> I, but I used to, I used to start giving me heartburn. What's it stand for? This? It doesn't stand for it. The biggest, meatiest, and tastiest. Oh, no, that's cringe. <laughs> that is actually cringe. Well, right, this actually ties back into what when I was in there, actually, because it is cringe, right? But what's more cringe is they've... I don't know if this has always been there because I've never heard of it before, but they have a sandwich at the moment called the great goddess oh no they don't uh, apparently they do right i don't even know what's in it why do they name these things? i don't I mean... know try and find out what's in it while i tell this no it's called the great goddess guess? let's have a guess first it's probably like i don't know like a special that they've only got running for a while or something like that but right this girl came in and she was like she, i think she was like a construction worker or something like that, or she was like she was dressed sort of like with high vis and stuff like mm. on but she was about six foot two and she was normal looking girl and she, stood there, she was like two behind me. There was a guy in the middle, and um, she was like, "I can um, get a great goddess." And this fucking dick right next to me just turns around, and goes, "Yes, you are." Oh wow! And me, the person, the two people behind the counter were just looked at each other and just looked over, like, "What the fuck, mate?" She just the woman just ignored them, like she didn't hear them, but she fucking heard them. Oh dear. It was the way, it wasn't even just like, it, he almost, it was as if he was trying to say it in a creepy way. He just went, yes, you are. I don't think you can say As he turned around and, I know, but he really put his all into it. <laughs> and he turned around <laughs> and fucking stared at her and she just kept staring right ahead. She'd have leathered him as well, she tries to hate him. But um, me and the staff were just like, oh, that's wow. bad. Have you got it? It's a salad. Right. That's it. Nothing great about that then. Do you ever get shit like that, Jess, when you're out in the street? Mm-hmm. Guys being fucking creepy. Yeah, when literally, I, I told on Friday, just Friday there, I was crossing the traffic lights and as I walked past a guy in a much similar creepy tone, maybe it was the same guy because it's actually not that far away from somewhere where I was. But he Might just, have been Friday I was in, actually. He just walked by and went, incredible. <laughs> like, literally, as a pat, like, crossing the road in the opposite direction. And, and it took me a couple of minutes to register, and I'm like, was he on the phone, or was he... No, I think he... I think that was to me. Wow. And what, so and, what, weird. and what am I supposed to do with that? Like, exactly. what's Call the me point? Call square gone. <laughs> like... No, no, that's weird. That is weird. <laughs> so, yeah. No, not welcome. Incredible. She's been walking about in cloud nine, cloud nine ever since. <laughs> no, no. I'm incredible. <laughs> <laughs> I've got one more thing. I forgot to bring this up last week mm-hmm. and I realised after we recorded and I just want to bring it up because it really fu- it didn't annoy me because I don't really care about this sort of stuff but it annoyed me because I know it could affect others when I was playing Assassin's Creed Mirage there was obviously there's loads of collectibles and stuff like that so there was a certain chest I was trying to get and I spent about a fucking hour right trying to find the way into this mm-hmm. building to get this chest uh, so I, th- I was like, fuck it, I can't do this any longer. I'm going to look it up. So when I looked it up, it turned out you couldn't get it to a certain point in the story. Fair enough. But when I typed in Assassin's Creed Mirage into YouTube and hit enter, 
the first thing that came up, even though I typed in the name of the chest or whatever, the first thing that came up was a guy called Baby Zone, right? Mm-hmm. He's got 1.12 million subscribers, so a big fucking YouTuber that should know better. Um, the first thing that came up was a video saying Assassin's Creed Mirage ending and final boss fight 2023. Now that's fair enough. Like people post gameplay clips. There's loads of people that have posted the entire game of Assassin's Creed. Right. What's fucking not okay is that his thumbnail completely spoiled the ending of the game. Oh really? Uh-huh. So you just clocked that right away and uh-huh. you knew what it was about? I typed in Assassin's Creed Mirage, <clears throat> such and such chest. It literally, the screenshot completely spoiled the end of the game. Like there was a, there's a twist at the end of the game. And this screenshot completely told you what the twist was. And I saw it, I knew what was going on, and I knew that something happened. And I'm like... And did you go past that back then? No, no, I was nowhere near it. See, the thing is, right, see, I think I've mentioned this before, but, like, I don't know, because we're quite active on Twitter and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. like, sometimes people DM me and try and spoil games. Oh, really? Oh, aye, like, it happened with uh, The Last of Us Part 2. Like, before that game came out, like someone mess multiple people messaged me and spoiled the main sort of twist in that game. Oh what? But I, I don't know. It's just it's never overly bothered me. In fact, I think somebody's already messaged and tried to spoil Spider Man as well. Mm-hmm. But again, I don't. I just don't care, right? I still enjoy the games just as much. It is shit, but I don't personally care. And I didn't personally care about this either. But no. I was looking at it, going, "You're a fucking YouTuber with a million yeah. subscribers." <laughs> And you've got to pick that. You pick out the thumbnail and design it yourself. So why are you done that? Well, that's the thing. It's fair enough if someone's went, oh, it's the end of the game. I'll click on that video. At that point, if you see something, that's on you. You've clicked on a video that's talking about how it's the ending of the game. But the fucking thumbnail, and it wasn't the only one either. I saw multiple different people and they had the same thumbnail and it completely ruined the end of the game. And I'm like, what the fuck is your problem? Like... I even clicked on it to look at the the comments to see. I'm like, surely somebody's been calling them out on this. Yeah. Nobody, nobody weird. mentioned a thing. Weird. Really weird. Really, Unless really all weird. those comments were deleted. Well, that's true. Yeah. Let's move on then to this week's biggest releases. This particular week in October is too busy for games to get a synopsis and all that jazz. But here are the top games that are due out. So already mentioned spider-man 2 is coming to playstation 5 on the 20th we also have super mario brothers wonder on nintendo switch as well that same day we've got sonic superstars on xbox playstation switch and pc on the 17th skull island rise of kong on pc switch playstation and xbox hellboy web of wired on playstation xbox pc and switch inescapable no rules no rescue on switch playstation xbox and pc Sushi Ben on PSVR 2 Quest and PCVR. Tennis on Court on PS, PSVR 2. The Seventh Guest on PSVR 2 and PCVR. Hot Wheels Unleashed Turbocharged on Switch, PlayStation, Xbox and PC. And Agatha Christie Murder on the Orient Express on PlayStation, PC, Xbox and Switch. So, lots of games. This is definitely the, the busiest week, yeah. I would say, out of them all. Like, the fact that you've got a Spider-Man game, a Mario game, and a Sonic game on the one week, <clears throat> and then there's still four or five other belters as well. Yeah. It's uh, pretty good. Not a good week if you're 
Sushi Ben. <laughs> to be releasing a game, I wouldn't have said. It's not the week I would have picked when there's as much good stuff coming out. I wouldn't have picked this month, but I certainly wouldn't have picked this week. Mm. So sushi, sushi Ben's all right, but I don't see many people buying it on a week like this. Yeah. Um, Super, Bra- uh, Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Um, so we, we knew that Charles Martinet had sort of retired from the voice acting, but we didn't know who was going to be taking his place. But um, Kevin Afghani um, tweeted out that he's incredibly proud to have voiced both Mario and Luigi in Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Um, and he says, thanks to Nintendo for inviting me to the Flower Kingdom. So I kind of like had a little bit of a snoop on him, but he doesn't seem to have done too much in the past. So he's only like 26 years old. So he's kind of fairly new into the sort of voice acting um, space, but yeah, um, obviously, I'd love to do that. yeah, it'd be yeah, a, be cool, a like. cool gig. I would, I would think. I mean, it's weird that he's doing both. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm. but he's obviously got that ability that he. I mean, fucking, what's her name? Cut, cut, no. There's, wo- there's that woman in The Simpsons. That that's like who's, half the that's who I was going to say. Right, what's her name? Cartwright. That's it. Um, uh, she does look fucking everybody. Yeah. Um, and also, Craig, an exciting one for you. Somebody did post this on our Discord, and I don't know. I don't think you actually saw it, but the infamous live-action Super Mario Brothers movie from the good old 1983. The best one. That, well, yeah. 93. 1993, yeah. Oh, it just looks like it was 83. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's getting a 4K release to celebrate its 30th anniversary. Oh, great. Another reason for Craig to watch it. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's not cheap, though. That's the only thing. It doesn't need to be. Folk will pay it. Would you pay it? Yeah. Oh. There's, an ex- there's an extended cut on the internet that I've been trying to get a hold of. You know, got a hold of it? Yeah, I thought you didn't know the site that with an extra 20 minutes in it or something. Aye, but when you tried to play it, it just didn't seem to want to. Oh. Mm. But I, I did enjoy this, the article from Screen Rant. Um, they, say, they said a couple of times some negative comments like towards it, but they said, despite Super Mario Brothers' poor reputation and box office failure, mm. <laughs> it's set to receive a special anniversary release from Umbrella Home Entertainment. Um, so you're going to get 4K Ultra HD edition of the movie, complete with three discs, two Blu-rays, behind-the-scenes books, film cell, posters, stickers, art cards, new audio commentary, and newly restored deleted scenes and trailers. It's $100. Oh, does it say who's doing the commentary? No. Certainly won't be Bob Hoskins, um, will it? fucking yeah. didn't like that one bit. <laughs> he will not. He basically wants to have amnesia for this right. thing. Mm-hmm. Every scene, he's just like, I fucking hated this scene. This, this scene was shite. <laughs> Pretty much. Actually, it'd be funny to listen to him going through the film. I just don't like, think he would do it. Reminiscing of, oh no, this fucking scene. See that Netflix yeah. show, the movies that made us? They, right. they should do one of them with yeah, Mario. Yeah, yeah, and just get him on, actually. fucking fizzing. Mm. Well, I mean, it does come out, this thing does come out in January 2024. And somebody does have a birthday in January. So Indeed. Maybe. Oh. maybe. Easy praise. There you go. <clears throat> Get a kitty in. <laughs> um, now, Skull Island: Rise of Kong has already been. I've seen the words floating about worst game of the year. Oh wow! Um, it's it's quite something if you've seen it. If you've not seen it, please go and find a trailer. Yeah, we're going to pull it up right now as we discuss it. Because, Since Andy hasn't seen it, yeah. So this isn't a PS2 game. <laughs> this is a this is an Xbox Series slash PlayStation Five release. 
No, it's not. With the King Kong, like... With the King Kong IP, IP. and at 50 quid. <gasps> no! Yep. No fucking way. That... That looks shocking. It looks really, There's... really bad. Like, everything, there's everything wrong with it. One of the comments we got was, what in the PS2 is this? <laughs> and is this a, are they going for this sort of style, or do you think it's just No, like, that's really... just badly done. And now he's been attacked by a giant penis by the looks of it. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? I've never seen that in King Kong. Yeah, it's... The X-rated version. I mean, don't be wrong, it maybe is going for a slightly cel-shaded look, no, but... No, but it doesn't, that's not well done, though. No, like, it's the, really bad. Shell shaded, because I think you could maybe say that actually, but it's not done very well. No, because it's like, is it when it's cell shaded? You should be like, that's cell shaded. Aye, that's when you're like, not sure if it is or it isn't. No, that's a bit like, is this just really bad or is it cell shaded? Cell shaded. She sells. She sells. But she saw. That's is shocking. So what is this just stuff? a small leak that's appeared? Like no, the game's out today. Oh right. Okay. This is this, this is isn't final release, is it? Aye, this is someone posting their gameplay. There's lots more videos out there as well. This is just one that I pulled. That's so bad. That's it's embarrassing. 50 really pound. bad. Apparently, aye. What's it called? King Kong. What? Rise of Skull Skull Island. Skull Island. Something. Skull Island. Rise of King Kong. I need to look up some gameplay while you're talking about something. What they should do is they should have whoever decided it was okay to release this and whoever decided it was okay to release Gollum mm-hmm. in like a celebrity boxing match. <laughs> yeah, they need to put down. That's that's ridiculous. Yeah. Um Tennis on Court on PSVR two, you've been playing some of that as well, Craig, haven't you? Yeah, so we got a code in last week and I just Busy, didn't have a chance to play it until Monday. Uh, got maybe five or six games in then, and then today, Tuesday, as we record, played up another six, seven games of it. I really like it. I think it's really, really good. What I didn't realise was that I might be one of the only people that's having a non-buggy experience. So I had a message from a friend of the show, Alex, from Crossbutton VR, and he said, are we playing the same tennis game? And I was like, wait a minute, is this bad? And he's like, no, it's not bad when it works, it's good. But, and he showed me a video where they did like one sort of serve back and forth and then the AI just stopped moving. And he's like, this is the kind of thing that's happening all the time. And I'm like, I've not had a single, like even any sort of like glitch or missed animation or nothing. It's worked absolutely fine for me. And when it works well, it's really good. I just find it baffling that like, the same product can be so different for different people. Like, ha- yeah. I mean, I, I suppose it's just like the coding that sits behind it, or I like, don't I don't, know, how does it? I like, don't know. They're supposed to be releasing a patch for it today. Okay. So, and it, it releases today. So the chances are, by the time anyone buys it, it should be in a better state. If it is working fine, I can attest it's a really fun game. It sounds so daft, right? But see the art of bouncing the ball before yeah. you serve. Mm-hmm. It feels fucking amazing. I don't know why, but it's just the, the method of like bouncing it and then grabbing the trigger as it comes up to grab the ball. Mm-hmm. It's it's so cool. There's something about 
tennis games has always been quite fun though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, this is it's just so intuitive. Like, mm. see, at first I was really struggling to serve. Um, just in VR, I kept hitting the net, but once you get used to it, like I, I'm not sure if it uses the eye tracking, but you can start pulling off some incredible shots. And does mm. how does the sort of movement, because tennis isn't exactly a stationary game, do you move? So there's different ways you can do it. You can have it so that you can beam to places, mm. or you can have it so that it's free movement on the sticks. Uh, and another one is you can have the computer move for you, so that when the computer hits it to you it'll automatically position you okay. in range of the ball mm. but what's cool about that I, I did that to begin with just to get the hang of it but i've actually stuck with it because what i find really cool about it is so each time the computer returns the ball to you it puts you in roughly the right position but sometimes it'll put you in position for a backhand sometimes it'll put you in position for a forehand so still got to be on guard Aye, to... but once it places you where you want you can then move from yeah. that position so it's rather than having to move completely by yourself you can have the computer put you in the right area and then you move to exactly where you want and i find yeah. that the sweet spot mm. um it, it's really cool so far i really like it like i mean I saw that it was getting some shocking reviews, and I guess that's because of the bugs. But if it's mm. if it's working right, it's a good, good game. I really like it so far. Mm. And also, actually, one thing we didn't have that was releasing this week is the new Walkabout Mini Golf Course. Mm. Um, it's a new Haunted Mansion uh, course, and it's really fucking cool. <laughs> it's really cool. It's probably the most detailed one yet, and obviously that's almost every time, but they just keep getting better at it. And it was interesting. I nearly put you in it, Andy, actually, because uh, for the first time, I'm pretty sure the first time, it came up and when you went into the course, it said there's some additional settings here. You might want to check them out before you start. So I was like, oh, no, what's that? Clicked on it and you can turn spiders on or off. Mm. <laughs> so because it's like a haunted mansion, you can have, like, but obviously they realise that some folk are shit for your spiders. Yeah. Uh, you can turn it on or off. I'm getting better. But um, in terms of a course, it's very cool. There's lots of like movement and stuff. There's even bit one of the uh, holes where the hole actually moves uh, as part of the course. So it's really cool. Uh, so that's out of Thursday, and I would recommend it. Cool. Yeah. So uh, a good bunch to pick from there. I'm sure we'll talk more about them once they're out and once we've played stuff next week. So make sure you join us for that. Um, but yeah, speaking of the games we have been playing this week, who's coming? For? I want to hear about Andy's massive bug. Yeah, this is not spiders. Um, <laughs> fucking Starfield, I can't, I'm done. I can't play it anymore. Uh-oh. Yep. Fucking knew this would happen. This Bethesda, happened to John man. as well. Got bethesda Fucking bethesda man. Honestly, I'm actually quite raging because I've put in about four days into a kind of complete story. Uh, so what's happening basically is I'm in one of the main story missions... And I'm getting asked to go and look at something. But as soon as I do it, I go into a certain area and it looks as if the mission marker is to go to outer space, to go to another world. Now, if you're in another world, mm-hmm. it will just be up in the sky. Kind of like not uh, bold, but kind of like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Um, it looks like that. And I was like, all oh, right, that's weird. And I was like, is, is it up there? And I went, no, it's no. It's where I am. So I tried everything. I've tried clicking on a different mission, clicking back at it, save like reloading, all that kind of shit. I tried everything, and it just will not work. So that's me fucked. 
And you said you looked it up and there was other people having the same issue. There's other folk having an issue with the same mission, but it doesn't appear to be the bug that I'm having. Right. You know what I mean? I can't see anybody really having the bug that I'm having. Apparently, the in the same mission, you talk to that Walter Stroud guy, the guy that funds the constellation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you're on neon with him doing right. a certain mission, mm-hmm. and apparently, people are having an issue where the dialogue gets stuck okay. at the end of that mission with him. But I'm not even at that bit, and I'm stuck. If you go to the place where it should start to trigger no. the mission, is anything no. happened? No. Because okay. I've YouTubed yeah, the yeah. actual mission. Uh, yeah. And I basically need to go to Neon and go to what's called a sleep crate okay. and open the door and get something out of it. Uh-huh. And w- I can see I'm there right at it, but because there's no mission marker to activate it, it won't let me open it. So it doesn't register that I'm there to be there to, oh. to break the lock. And so if you leave Neon, it tells you to go to Neon, but if you go to Neon, yeah. it tells you to leave Neon. Yeah, and even it'll, in Neon, it'll be like when you're in the strip of Neon, because uh-huh. it's doing an ebb side, you know, right. the wee mm-hmm. bit, the wee mm-hmm. kind of like bit round about yeah, yeah. Neon. Um, so when you're in the strip, it even says go to the ebb, go to ebb side, and as soon as you go into ebb side where the sleep crates are, it jumps to the sky, and that's it, and you're fucked. Yeah, that's frustrating. It's really frustrating. And I fucking knew this would happen with Bethesda because there's so many bugs, but it's almost like mm. you forgive it because it's so vast and so big and you're like, like imagine some people are like, there shouldn't be any bugs at all, but I'm there thinking where it's such a big fucking game. Yeah. I'm These like, type of games, there's always going to be bugs. Aye, and, and, and it's fucking Bethesda. Aye. You know what I mean? But even taking that out of consideration, it's like such a big game with so much scope that I'll forgive some bugs. As long as there's no fucking game breaking. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'll forgive a, a head disappearing, which I've had a couple of times. Oh, have you? Yeah. And I've just been walking about with a fucking <laughs> knee head. You know what I mean? It's just disappeared <laughs> during cutscenes. You know what I mean? <laughs> Shit like that. I've, I've had the game uh, just freeze. You know what I mean? I've told you, like, you get a lot of slowdown sometimes if mm-hmm. you enter a settlement. And if you, when it's slowing down, if you try and do something, like go into your inventory, pause it, or go into a building, it's like too much for it because it's already mm. slowing down and it mm. was freeze and that's you. Mm. But because it, I think that's why the game auto saves for every fucking two minutes. Yeah. Because yeah. they know. <laughs> I mean, they know. So Aye. that's why they will just make it auto save every fucking step. Mm. You know what I mean? Because we kind of control this fucking behemoth. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it's really, it's really fucking annoyed me. Because no, because you know, there's only one. It's a total like, waste, isn't it? As a waste, it's a waste of my fucking time. You know what I mean? I've like, I'll, usually my day off, I'll sit and do like recording, like with my music. Aye. I've not done anything the last couple of days. Like, since this came out, all my days off, I've been like fucking either spending it with Heather or playing this fucking game. <laughs> I've played, I've done a wee bit of guitar, Aye. but not as much as I should do. Aye. And it's like, I've done all that because I've been enjoying this and now this has happened. And it's like, a, like you say, it's a total, it's as if I've like, just wasted those days because mm. I can't even complete the fucking thing now. So now I'm at the position where I've got to wait for them to bring out a patch. Mm-hmm. Fuck knows when mm-hmm. that'll happen. And then by that time, I'll have moved on. Mm-hmm. Nah, I mean? that's true. That's me. That, that's me. I'm not. Fuck them. <laughs> fuck them. <laughs> Befez that. Go fuck yourself. Maybe it's time to buy a PlayStation, Andy. That's the one with the tally marks, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking dick. 
So frustrating. Really frustrated. I mean, I mean, we'll get to the news later, but I wonder if this is why Pete Hines has stepped down because mm. he's he's drawn your ire. Mm. I love it. Maybe. Craig, what have you been playing? I played some more Liza P. Still loving that, to be honest. It's fucking brilliant. It really is. It's hard as nails. Have you made any progress? I'm halfway through now. Right, okay. I've about 30 hours and I'm halfway through. Okay. Granted, seemingly it is like a sort of 35, 40 hour game, but... I am 30 hours and I'm halfway through, but it's it's fucking excellent. It's so, so good. Um, little shout out, actually. There was a tweet went out today saying that they'd sold over a million copies, which is pretty impressive considering it was Game Pass Day 1 as well. Well, that's what I'm going to play next now. Nah. That'll be good. Oh, that'll, aye, you'll have a nice time there. Aye, no deaths there. <laughs> no bugs. No so. bugs, that's all I want. Aye. Don't mind dying. But it all will, doesn't fucking break. You'll need to know mind dying because it battles you, but it's it's so good. It really is. Um played some more wildcard football, still loving that. Like it's it is maybe a little bit more in depth than you would want for an arcade American football game, but I don't think it is too much. Like it gives you so there is still like a lot of stuff to do with like plays of offensive and defensive plays, but at the same point they do give you like recommended ones, so you you don't have to get too deep into it if you don't want to. And yeah, gameplay graphics, it's a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Really enjoying it. Um played some Disco Elysium. Um I was looking for just a game that I could sort of a sort of story narrative heavy game that I could jump into every now and mm-hmm. again. And it's been one that's been on my radar for a while. The the voice acting in it is some of the best I've ever experienced in a game. What's it's called, sorry? Disco Elysium. Disco Elysium. Uh, it's, it's like a... Not point and click, because you do move about of your own sort of free will, but it's essentially oh, like a I kind know, of point and click game. It's not a new release. Uh, maybe about three years ago or something like yeah, that. Right, um, you play as this drunk guy who wakes up and can't even remember his own name. Uh, he's right. a detective. You're supposed to be investigating a murder that's happened. And so you go downstairs in this hotel and realise that the body's been lying outside for three days and instead of doing your job, you've just been getting pissed and annoying every day. But, um, yeah, the voice acting, it's just tremendous. Like you've, got the, you've got a voice that does your inner thoughts as well as every, all the other characters been voice acted as well. And it's, it's really, really well done. Is that uh, on Xbox? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great art style as well. It's it's different though. It'll take you a little bit to get used to because so you put points into different aspects of your character, mm-hmm. and so each sort of dialogue you have with other people, if you have like a sort of battle with them, and depending on your stats, it'll give you a percentage of how likely you are to win that battle to get mm-hmm. more information out of them or whatever. Right. And then there's a dice roll to see if you if you complete it or not. And whether you get more information or you don't, or how the dialogue goes, so it is it's kind of different from anything I've ever played before, but it's really cool, well worth having a look. Um, a little bit of NHL twenty four. It's it's NHL. It's good. Um, the one thing that I'm finding annoying, and this is just goes for EA Sports games in general. I'm fucking sick of the trainer. You know that stupid. You can, I, but it's not as easy these days as just turning it on or turning it off. You have to turn off about 16 different things. Like, there's nothing that just turns all of it off. It's You right. have to turn it off for shots, for passes, for fucking offsides, for this, for that. It's the mm. same with FIFA as well. Like, 
I mean, I've got my your stats are supposed your settings are supposed to carry over from the previous game. Yeah, they do. But like yeah. when I went into ES Sports FC twenty four, the fucking thing was on, and I'm like, would this go away? Mm. I get that it's good for like accessibility, but it's just it's so off putting on the screen when there's yeah. fucking arrows all over the place. But like, if you're just starting it for scratch, but but no, I, I know if you know what you're doing. Frustrating when you know what you're doing. Uh, but one of the main things that I played this week was Dino Break. Which, oh, if you remember, yeah. if you remember, is the P- the PS One inspired game that's like Dino Crisis. Did you say this one was done by like a couple or something? It's done, but it's like so. It's a married couple apparently that yeah, made it. Just yeah. the two of them. Okay. Um, um, labor of love. Yeah. And is it good? It's so hard to judge. <laughs> it's, that doesn't. That that's not uh, a good answer. Really. No. Is it good? Is <laughs> a hard game to. <laughs> I enjoyed it. No. I wouldn't necessarily recommend it because it's shite. No, it's not shite. It's just it is quite rough around the edges. Like some of the graphics are actually there's some nice reflections and stuff in it. It's definitely not. It's not like at first I thought it was like done completely within like a ps1 architecture but it's mm. not it, this a game in the ps1 has never looked as good as this I it looks the lighting was all right. yeah that's what i mean it looks rough at times but there's mm. times where the lightning reflections are actually you're like that's not bad actually mm. um it that, does that could just be stock like you see like the unreal has loads of stock stuff it well just be like stock stuff well I, I think there might be some of that right. because so when you put up the game it does tell you that they're they're going for a sort of campy vibe mm-hmm. i'm trying to think how best to do this i'm pro- i'm going to let you guys hear this and then i'm going to get you to splice it in rather than just what you can hear over the mic right because mm-hmm. I, I i saved two clips that need to be heard to be believed so the all the voice acting in this game is definitely done with AI. Oh, do you think? Yeah, I can assure you it is. Okay. Right? Yeah. Oh fuck! It looks like an absolute slaughter up here. I better find another subway entrance fast. Oh dear, that's pretty bad. Well, fuck me. That's very. Uh... That is definitely an AI voice. What's even more interesting is it's like Google Maps, like the main characters fucking Google Maps. I think it's the Microsoft text to speech voice. Oh dear, oh wow! If it is, we'll splice that in. But I think it might be. You think they might have even just have tried it themselves? Well, exactly. You know what I mean? The the, the couple they could have just done it themselves. They don't want a budget. Like I don't yeah, know. Yeah. That you might as well get a go rather yeah. than using fucking Microsoft text to speech. I mean, it's definitely an AI voice, isn't pack, it? Pack some emotion into it. What's even funnier is at one point you rescue another female survivor, and they both have the same voice. Oh no, they've definitely. Used so they've Microsoft they've used that speech. voice for every female in the game, and at one point they're having a conversation with each other. And it's like, it's just like one person just talking. Uh, talking to themselves. Uh-huh. Because it's the exact same AI voice. Oh, dear. Is it another one of those monsters? What the hell are you doing down here? It's dangerous. I don't know how any of this happened. I was a researcher for Cypress Ridge Pharmaceutical. And we were just trying to help people. Who could have guessed the growth rate on these things? There's a few more survivors back by the subway. You should go there and wait with them. 
know there's something I need to go do. I have to stop all this. I'm going on but ahead. But outside of that, look, it's it's maybe like a three-hour game. It's got a mercenaries mode as well. Uh, oh, those are fun. I enjoyed it. I think other people... It depends. If you're into sort of like the campiness of it, I think you will get a lot out of it. If you're mm-hmm. not, you could be like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. One last thing, though. First in the world to platinum it. Oh, mm. well, there you go. That's worth every... On PS4, right enough, I did notice that there was people on PS5 that had platinum that so I was like, I'll go PS4, first in the world. Oh, I'll get those dino break tallies right up there. Took me about six hours. Chocolate on the board. There's a speedrun trophy that you have to do it in under two and a half hours, which is more than doable. But the first time I was playing it, I was doing it blind. I didn't use like right. a guide or anything. And you were enjoying it, obviously. Aye, exactly. Taking your time. So I was... Looking at every nook and cranny because it's full of Easter eggs. It was, aye. So much stuff to look at. So I, I was 2 hours 50 my first run, but then I did the mercenaries mode and unlocked unlimited ammo and explosive rounds. And then I went back and just absolutely smashed through it and, and got the platinum. First in the world, baby. Well done. So proud of you. Yeah. It should be. Mm-hmm. That's a birthday present to yourself. Aye. In October. Yep. It's <laughs> the only one. January. It's the only one. <laughs> Jess, yourself, what have you been playing? A uh, couple of things. So Forza Motorsport came out uh, last week to the regulars if you didn't pay for the upgrade. Um, so yeah, I played that. Obviously, it's, it's the first new title in the Forza Motorsport series. Um, I think the last game was Motorsport 7, which came out in 2017. So it is like, compared to that game, it is a jump forward, but obviously we did have Forza Horizon 5 in November 21. So, you know. You're not going to be able to have many of these Forza iterations on your console because they're all at fucking 140 gig. Well, this is the thing. So obviously I hit install, boom, you've got no space. So it's what you're going to delete. But I thought, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to try out this cloud thing. Oft. Yeah. Um, I put Ooh. performance mode on and I, I mean, it worked, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there was quite a bit of screen tear at times. Mm. Sometimes that's what I've seen. I um, need for speed when I don't know. But otherwise, it was okay. Right. Um, and in terms of the game itself, like, oh, yeah, I think they have like overhauled the gameplay a little bit. There's new tire physics. There's like the damage to cars and stuff's been enhanced. They're ray tracing, which was good. Um, there's hundreds of cars, so if you're if you're into it, yeah, you know. But I think for me, like, I enjoyed what I played, but I felt it was just a bit boring and bland. Like, even when as you're racing around the track, yeah. like because they're going for that more realism type vibe, you yeah. know, all you can hear is the tires screeching. Whereas like Horizon, you know, you've got the cheesy ass radio on, and is there's no, no, oh. no, serious racing. Oh no! So I, I much prefer the horizon stuff. I know, and yeah. you can like you can tinker with your car. So after each race, you like you can get like car points, and then you obviously apply your upgrades and stuff. But there is an I, I'm not really interested. I don't know enough about yeah. the inside of cars to be changing things. So there is the ability to sort of auto do that. At least they've got um, that in there because that's what I would want. Yeah, um, and there's things that are kind of cool. Like you can start like. Dip- <laughs> You get points obviously for that after each race, but you could like start yourself 
in last place and you'll get more points if you then oh, come right. first kind of thing so there's a few cool things like that in it but every, see, every racing game I've ever played pretty much you always end up fucking way ahead of the pack well that's the thing because i was like i should probably change some of the difficulty settings here because like i mean granted like you play these games because you're like i want to win but when you're like you play them in normal usually don't uh you because that's the way you're supposed to but even doing it in normal more often than not you'll end up way yeah my first like because you do like you have to do a practice race to make Mm. sure that you're you can get the sort of desired speed um per lap um or desired lap time um, and then my first race that I did, I finished like 12 seconds ahead of the person yeah, behind so, me. I mean, so, yeah, yeah, I was... Um, you could have stopped off at a McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, you really... That's bad. Yeah, but, they, but you can adjust these things so Aye. that, you, you know... As you can tailor it more. to your, yeah, your yeah. thing. I did see a thing as well saying that they were committing to bringing out new content every every month. Well, that's the thing, because again, Forza motorsport 7 i think came with like 32 tracks or something but this is only got like 20 odd um oh, so i think the plan is they you know they're gonna they want drop, it to be a platform yeah they're gonna drop more stuff as they go so yeah but and more cars see that that model makes perfect sense for game pass though mm-hmm. like if yeah. you're if you're wanting to keep monthly subscribers if you've got people that are mad on forza rather than giving them forza and letting them forza themselves out inside two months give them some Forza and be like, we're going to give you new content every month for the next year. Yeah, and then those people, will, they'll keep their yeah. subscription. Keep, you keep the game topped up with new content. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Going to keep it fresh and entertaining for folk. Definitely. Especially if it's fucking, there's no tunes or that. That's a bit... <laughs> I mean, maybe there's an option to turn that on. I didn't look, but yeah. You know, I think so. That's a wee bit dull after a while. I don't think there will be an option to turn it on because mm-hmm. they are going for a proper motorsport vibe. Mm-hmm. And the other thing I've played and completed is Cocoon. Um, oh, I've got that on my game list. Yeah, so this came out a week or so ago. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've re- I've completed it. I really, really enjoyed it. So if if you've played like Limbo Inside, it's from the same gameplay designer. I um, that. That's why I put it on my list. Yeah, so same sort of idea, but obviously it doesn't have the kind of... Those are quite kind of dark yeah, and... Different vibe to uh-huh. them. Uh-huh, so this one's a lot more colourful... Um, this one's more 3D as well, isn't it? Uh-huh. Aye. Um, it's very simplistic in its controls. So, like, you use your directional thumbstick and you use A and that's it. Like, there's oh, no right. jump. There's no um, There's no dialogue. There's no even, like, text on the screen to tell you anything. You're just, just sort visual. of... Uh-huh. You're just dumped in this atmospheric world. Mm. And it's it's first and foremost a puzzler. You've got to... Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's all about just... So, so what does the A do? Like, slack, like weapon or something um like interact with a few things yeah. um and primarily your orbs i'm gonna call them because don't really know what they're called <laughs> um so there's as you're progressing so basically you're like a little insect guy okay i don't don't know what kind of bug right. um and you start in this kind of quite kind of barren desert world but as i say visually, visually it, it's really cool um and then each world has its own like vibe and color palette mm-hmm. and then you eventually come your for, across your first orb and you carry that and it, it there's like four orbs in total and they've all got different abilities so like yeah. the orange orb for example will let you go across a bridge you get a green one that lets you traverse like vertically okay. um and it's a bit of a mind fuck as you progress. So at first you're like, oh right, okay, I need to get across the bridge. So you use your orb to do that. But then 
it becomes to the point where you've got four orbs on the go mm. and you basically have to put, you know, the green orb inside the orange orb, carry it on your back, take it to the the white world and then you get the purple one and you do something with it and you're like, oh, right, right. Ah, okay. it's, you're like yeah. inception. It's in mm. a world inside a world inside a world and you've got a... I would never be able to complete that with a guide. I had to use a few guides on a few occasions because you're just like, I'd need a guide I don't from the very understand start. what to do here because uh, it, it is. And then you forget where the fuck have I put my orb? Uh, no, <laughs> like, what world is it in? Where did I go? Um, and there's four bosses at the end of each like world as well, which were quite frustrating. And it's not that they were difficult. It was just a timing thing. Mm. And also a bit of luck because like, It'll, different things will spawn in different places and it just sometimes it just doesn't work out for you and mm. then the baddie gets you so how long did it take um three four hours maybe it's cool. quite a short experience but obviously depended on your ability to solve yeah, the puddles it can take take longer yeah and your you know how long it takes you to go right i'm gonna fucking need a guide for that one <laughs> five seconds for me <laughs> it doesn't take me long these days I have your like patience gets thin five it? ten minutes stuck something and i'm like Nah, nightmare. <laughs> yeah, but to be fair, like I think, I don't know what is a challenge in the first world. It's sort of become you're like, all right, okay, I know what I need to do now. It becomes a bit more intuitive as mm. you progress. Like the difficulty does increase, but also your understanding of the game. Yeah, as you like, yeah. uh-huh, you know, shows good game design that though. Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah, where they like drip feed you the skills and then they make you feel the game makes you feel mm-hmm. smart because there like, is that mm-hmm. that that's what the i love these kind of games and i think it is that satisfaction of nailed it i solved it i know what yeah. to do um so yeah i d- definitely recommend it. if you're looking for a little palette cleanser in between some of the bigger titles then yeah i would recommend pretty good i do have a gripe though <laughs> <laughs> you do have a gripe yeah that so you've already griped me about. So she's got 95% of the little things. The little things? The gamer score. Oh. The G. The G. Mm. <laughs> but she needed to get the other 5%. Yeah, markers. Yeah. But I think it, from looking at My the... OCD is really upset by the 95%. From looking at the achievement list, I've You're missed... So I've missed a collectible, and I don't know where the fuck the collectible is. Well, that's what guides for. So I'm gonna, have, but I don't know which one it is. So uh, I'm gonna have to go through to... the whole thing. Well, that's someone else's problem, <laughs> Barmine. I'm just gonna leave. My job's worth doing. doing. Life it's worth doing, you're right? To climb up the ladder. I know. I might just start paying for my own game pass, and I won't have this issue. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving on to news. Thanks. News, news. I was believing the news. We are bringing you the news with your digging team. I was believing. Okay, so first up, we sort of mentioned this last week, but Activision Blizzard officially declared in a filing that it is now a subsidiary of Microsoft, finally ending the acquisition saga been almost 20 months since microsoft announced the intention to buy activision blizzard it's had to pass through the regular regulatory gauntlet for a number of different countries including the us uk and europe but microsoft's major acquisition of activision blizzard has now been finalized um so yeah i suppose with the will it go through won't it go through part of the saga finally over the pressing question is what happens now 
fuck it's over. Just thank fuck it's over, aye. <laughs> 20 fucking months that we've had to speak about this on and off and on and off to the point where we nearly never had this in the news this week because it's just like, just fuck off. Just go <laughs> But, I mean, it is big news and it, we should celebrate that it's done. Mm-hmm. At least it's done. Yeah, I know. I'm sick of talking about it. Hopefully... Microsoft bring back some old IP. That'd be cool. Yeah, like, that would be like, cool. Like what, Hank? I don't know. I mean, you. I mean, to... I've got, I've, you know, I've got the list here of what they could use. Well, I, I mean, this is just based on this new. Mm-hmm. Like they've already, obviously, they've got hundreds of stuff already. Mm-hmm. But um, off the back of this, they've got Call of Duty, Overwatch, Diablo, Warcraft, Starcraft, Guitar Hero, Crash Bandicoot, Spyro, Skylanders, Tony Hawk, Hearthstone, Candy Crush. So many money makers there. Yeah. <laughs> so many money makers. Spyro would be the one for me. Well, see, <laughs> that's funny. Actually, we were talking on the Discord the other day, and I think I can't remember. Someone had said something like, "Oh, there's like Xbox fans now wanting Spyro to come back," and we were sort of saying, "Aye, people say that, but then who the fuck's actually going to play it?" Mm-hmm. And it was me that was sort of leading that charge of I. Like it sounds like a good idea, but would it actually be financially financially viable? And it was Punk that came in and said, "the the remaster trilogy sold ten million copies." Mm. I didn't realize it was that popular. Mm. Like obviously, granted, now that's where Xbox, there's a decent chance that they would only put it on Xbox. But I mean, if it's selling as many as ten million copies, there's enough of an interest to do that. Yeah, yeah. Well, obviously there is. Yeah. Aye. So I mean, that would certainly be one. Like maybe you could grab some Game Pass subscribers, like. If you're not going to put it on PlayStation, but if you put it on Game Pass and you could maybe go, right, you're not going to buy an Xbox, but do you want to download the Xbox Game Pass app on your mm-hmm. Samsung TV or whatever and you can get to play the new Spyro? Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah. Um, they, I the, Microsoft have kind of like ma- maintained that the deal has been a bit of like a mobile play because obviously they've got Candy Crush Creator King um, and I think, I don't know, that's going to enhance their stance in the mobile gaming market. We are not mobile gamers, but um, the revenue is forecast to reach over 122 billion in 2023 for mobile games, compared to 59 billion on console and 46 billion on PC, Ooh. which is just mental to me. Wow! Like, who? I just, I don't even know who, who are these people. No. I know, no. but it's that's the thing. all this money. Well, like, see a lot of it. A lot of it's old folk <laughs> that are just like, I, I, I don't play games. You play Candy Crush for seven hours a day. <laughs> uh, but I don't play games. You're spunking 40 quid into Candy Crush a week, <laughs> by the way, Gran. Like, I just, I, I don't know. I, it was, during the acquisition talk, anytime Microsoft brought up that a big part of this was to do with mobile, I think a lot of console gamers, because they are not in that space, were just mm-hmm. like, I saw it as you're just trying to play it down because you want Call of Duty. And don't be wrong, Call of Duty is obviously a massive part of it, but I, I do think that the mobile part is a bigger reason for this than people are giving it credit for. Yeah. Like, I don't think it was the main part, but Microsoft don't care about consoles. They want all this cloud streaming. They want you to be able to play every Xbox game on your phone, on your tablet. Like, mobile's a lot to do with that. Mm-hmm. I do think it is. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a bigger part of it than people have given it credit it's for. It's clear from the figures that 
that's there's a lot of money in that space. Aye. So I mean, those numbers you just outlined, like if you weren't actually caring about mobile, then you're a fucking idiot mm-hmm. because like, look how much money they can make off it. Yeah, yeah as a business, you'd be looking at that, wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so, but that's all we're going to see on it this week. That's it. It's done. Phew. Right, we actually are. We're drawing a fucking line under it now. Unless there's like a terrorist situation. This is done. Okay. Um, a confusing Twitter post by Dragami Games President Yoshimi Yusada has revealed that Lollipop Chainsaw Repop, the re-release of the Xbox 360-slash-PSD cult classic, will now be a remaster as opposed to a remake. Quote, we have changed the game design based on your requests, the executive bafflingly, bafflingly declared. Yeah, and then we got a write-in from JRPGs in Japan who said, I'm okay with Lollipop Chainsaw getting downgraded as long as it's not censored. And that got me thinking, like, it is pretty baffling that this guy would say, essentially what he said is, it was a remake, but now we've downgraded it to a remaster based on fan feedback. There's no way fans were like, we don't want this remade, we want a remaster. Because that's less. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if something's lost in translation. <laughs> and what he's saying is... Because mm. there is... I mean, I never played Lollipop Chainsaw, but it was a highly sexualized game. It's the type of game that you can imagine not going down particularly well in 2023, 2024. <laughs> and I wonder if he was saying that it's going to be closer to the original and they've taken that as it's now a remaster instead of a remake. Do you know what I mean? Something like that. But he's right. just been trying to say, no, no, it's still going to be tits and ass. I got you. I said, I don't know. We'll find out, I suppose, won't uh, we? Did you ever play the original, no? No. 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 I've heard good things. I'm, I'm interested to check out the re-whatever it is, but... <laughs> it's scheduled for 2024 now, anyway. It got delayed out of this year. Um, head of publishing at Bethesda, Pete Hines, is officially leaving the company following the huge launch of Starfield. Hines has been a prominent public figure at Bethesda for more than two decades, but the exec has decided it's time to retire just two and a half years after the company was brought out by Microsoft. Um, we've got a question in from Flying Tackle who wrote in and said, do you think Pete Hines leaving Bethesda has anything to do with Microsoft or is post-Starfield just a good time to ride off into the sunset? No, it's a great time just after fucking breaking my game. <laughs> I, I think he's running scared of you. Just you ride off into the sunset, you prick. <laughs> I, I get the feeling that he's just been like, I can't weather this storm of Andy's save file, no. so I'm just going to take my money and go. I, I, I do think it is partly to do with the, the purchase like during the I know we just said we weren't going to speak about it I'm going to bring it up again but during those <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ during those like court filings and stuff like that like there was documents that came out and there was emails from Pete Hines mm. I don't remember exactly what they said but he had sent emails internally at Bethesda and he was pissed off because yeah, he was happening. Well, no, he was pissed off because the Activision games were still going to be allowed to go cross-platform. Mm. And he was like, well, why the fuck are we not allowed to do that? We want to release mm. on PlayStation as well. And why are we not allowed to? But they are. Mm. And he seemed pretty fucking pissed off about it. And it was interesting as well. I read, so when he put this up on Twitter, he had like a statement that was in like an image, like basically saying like, oh, I'm going to step down. Like, I'd like to thank X, Y, and Z. At no point in any of that did he mention... Phil Spencer, Microsoft, Xbox, mm. none of it. Like, mm. he never said a word. 
And I think that's a little bit telling. Yeah, I mean, it will be interesting to, I suppose, see how they, they structure Microsoft, obviously, once Activision's fully integrated, because they're going to have, you know, they've acquired the Bethesda's parent company, Zenimax. Oh, you know, that's already part of the machine. They're going to have three publishing divisions. So, like... I think they're best keeping it separate. Like, if with Pete Hines going, I would still try and get someone else mm-hmm. to, like, lead Bethesda. Because if they just... If they put Bethesda in under Microsoft and then same with Activision, that's too much for yeah. somebody. Like, Phil Spencer's already in over his head. I think you need it separate. Mm-hmm. If anything, you need Bethesda separate... Activision separate and you need to split Microsoft because they've got about 23 studios in there and split that into like fucking three or four other sort of sub holdings because it's just uh, it's too much Mm. too much for indie to to look after and oversee anyway time will tell and yeah we'll await for the appointment of a of a new person maybe um, City Skylines 2 is due for release on PC on the 24th of this month and will release as planned, but developer Colossal Order and publisher Paradox issued a joint statement basically warning everyone of the game's performance and that it's not great. Um, the quote here wow. reads, City Skylines 2 is a next-gen title and naturally it demands certain hardware requirements. With that said, our team has worked tirelessly to deliver the best experience possible. We have not achieved the benchmark we targeted. Oh, no. um, it all depends on your PC configuration. Some will experience issues, some will not. It also depends on how high your graphic settings are compared to your hardware. Is that just PC? The so it's got de- it got delayed from consoles. And um, they've said it'll be sometime during spring twenty four. I think it was. Because, yeah, that's but, a hell of a delay. Um, Okay, yeah. Well, it's so supposed th- to be coming out quite soon, wasn't it? Like next week. So it is still coming out next week on PC, but they've uh, they've essentially now come out and went. It's gonna be a bit rough, mm-hmm. depending on how good your. Yeah. It's interesting. So a they studio it, they can blame it on your PC now. Aye. After seeing that, mm. can't they? They can turn around and go. You can turn around and go. Oh, this isn't happening. But what you got? Specs, yeah. Oh, we're the two do 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 and like. That's the issue, pal. Uh, you know what I mean? And you're like... That's your okay. RAM. Right. Uh, your yeah. RAM. What you got? I've got 16. You need 20. <laughs> I mean, they've said, like, I don't know, we we believe in transparency. And you're like, fair enough. But I don't know. It's an interesting approach that they've taken. Uh, see, to be fair, I mean, when... I can't think of a time when a studio has come out before a launch and went, aye, this is going to be a bit rough, mm-hmm. by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like so, I mean that is interesting in itself. But like, I remember us talking about it. Like when the first trailer came out for City Skylines Two, I said on this podcast, "That looks too good. It looks like it just. I don't know. I was like, I'll be stunned if it looks like that. Like everything was like reflective, and I don't know. It just looked way too detailed. And I'll doesn't be, it need to be that detailed? No, it doesn't, but it, in the trailer it did, and it like went, I'm sure it like it started far out, and then it shot right in, and you were like going through the streets, and but I was like, fuck do you do me, that this looks... Never. Never. Yeah. Never. Never. It's pointless, like, how you can go down, and then you start seeing all the wee people and what they're mm-hmm. doing and that. Aye. It's like, you might do it once or twice, because you can do it. Yeah, but, but if you're down there, then you're, what the fuck are you missing exactly. elsewhere? You don't, no, it's not that kind of... Aye. It doesn't matter. It's, um, Exactly, but I, I, I think that I mean. Like, Do you think they can get away with this a bit more because they're not going to be heavily dependent on sales because it's coming to PC Game Pass? So, like, because if you see that, you're going, "Well, I'm not buying that." 
Possibly. Plus, on PC, people are a lot more forgiving. Like, I mean, the amount of shit couch he puts up with, do you know what I mean? Just bad PC pour after, shit PC <laughs> pour after. Like, every fucking game that comes out, the guy's just on his knees, just begging for something to work. You know what I mean? Just been like, gears a frame, just a fucking frame. And they won't give him a frame. You know what I mean? They just won't give him it. Like, you're talking about playing... Uh, Forza Motorsport on cloud. He's having to play it in PC, right? <laughs> Fuck's sake. Things drop into like 244 frames a second and it's got a jaggy edge. <laughs> There's a fucking jaggy edge on it. <laughs> the jaggy edge. Honestly, PC, man. But on PC, they're used to stuff releasing in early access. So yeah. this isn't technically... that. It's not going to be early access, but what they're sort of saying is we're going to release this as a work in progress. Mm -hmm. So I think PC players will be a lot more forgiven and then they'll need to sort their shit out before it comes to consoles. Yeah. Uh, Some quick dunce. Now, those who held out on the Dead Space remake will be able to get access for little or no extra cost come October 26th. So the title will be joining EA Play, which is available as part of your Game Pass subscription if you have that, or at $3.99 a month on PlayStation. Perfect timing for you, Andy. Mm-hmm. It's fucking excellent, the Dead Space remake. So that's next Friday you'll get it on Game Pass. Did I not play that? Not the remake. You, I remember you playing... Uh, oh, the original ones? I, oh, that's right. I did just play the original ones. You played the original one, but they've the remake's like almost completely... Well, it is completely remade. Oh. Uh, with new sections in it. That is a good game. It's very the, addictive with uh, the... Plasma cut. The, sh- the plasma cut is very addictive. Shooting yeah. limbs off. Shit. Yeah. Uh, honestly, you'll really enjoy this. The remake's mm. fucking excellent. Mm-hmm. Dead Island 2. Toss. Is inbound this November, featuring a completely new story centered around a mysterious cult in Malibu. It will be available on November second in the twenty four ninety nine expansion pass, which was also included in the game's gold edition. I'd not for this. I really enjoyed the game. I might have the gold edition. I'm not sure, but if not, I'm I'm on board. Mm-hmm. Assassin's Creed Red could be released sooner than some people think. According to a LinkedIn post by a business development and brand manager at Ubisoft, the title is set to be the biggest blockbuster for 2024. This is finally the Assassin's Creed Japan that folk have been waiting for for fucking 20 years. And then they get ousted by Ghost of Tsushima, who did it for them. But it looks really good, so hopefully it is next year. In anticipation of Minecraft's 15th anniversary. Really? Yep. I mean, it's hard to imagine with the cutting-edge graphics, but uh, <laughs> it's 15 years old. Next year. Um, Mojang revealed that the game has surpassed 300 million copies sold. I don't understand this game. <laughs> they described it as, quote, a milestone no one could have dreamed of. I honestly don't get it. 300 million copies. Mental. I've never played a minute of it. Well, that's maybe why you don't understand it. I did, but I've l- I know what it is, Jess. I've looked at it and I went, no. Like, what? I don't see how that's enticing, what, what you do. All I see is videos of folk digging. Aye. <laughs> digging. <laughs> digging. And I'm like, what? what is going on here? Why is this fun? I don't understand. Oh, I'm going to build a fucking replica of Raiders of the Lost Ark for Indiana Jones. Oh, amazing. Now that it's done after 500 hours, what would I do with it? 
Oh, you can invite people to come look at it, and you can walk about it yourself. Uh, okay, I'm just going to keep digging and digging <laughs> and digging. Yeah, I mean, what the fuck? It's so confusing as well. When our son first got into it, I was like trying to help him with it, and I'm like, I don't have a fucking clue what's going on here. I need ore and I need this. But now he can tell you every oh material under the sun. Oh, like, no. it's actually been a good learning tool for him because he knows what all types of material are and what they're used for, and like, and it, it obviously it mimics in the game what it is in real life. So like, right. we'll be like, I don't know, we'll take them out a walk or something, like that and we'll go to like a historical place, and he'll be like, I they need ore for that. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> like, shut fuck. up, you prick. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and lastly, one to watch out for if you are a retro gaming fan, Analog, the hardware company known for modern takes on classic game consoles and handhelds, has announced that its next project will be a modern spin on Nintendo's iconic 64-bit era console. Um, the Analog 3D is essentially the most advanced version of the Nintendo 64, featured in 4K resolution, and it's going to be launching sometime next year. So, Fan Dabidozi. Mm-hmm. And now... The piece de la resistance. Yes. So today we are taking a trip down memory lane to the dystopian streets of Detroit in 1987, where crime was rampant and justice took on a whole new metallic form in our gaming movie this week. Just a movie, it's not a gaming movie. No, there is a game. There's multiple games and there's one coming out in two weeks that looks fucking awesome. Yes. There's snooze games as well. Okay, so yeah, whether you're a fan who's revisiting the classic or first-timer like me, uh, we're going to discuss Robocop. We get the best of both worlds. The fastest reflexes modern technology has to offer onboard computer-assisted memory and a lifetime of on-the-street law enforcement programming. It is my great pleasure to present to you... Robocop. So the story follows Alex Murphy, an honourable police officer who becomes the victim of a brutal attack by a gang of criminals. He's left for dead. Murphy is then resurrected as part human, part robot, law enforcement officer known as Robocop. Um, And as Robocop, he's tasked with cleaning up the crime-infested streets, but as he regains memories of his past life, he embarks on a mission to bring his own assailants to justice. Along the way, he uncovers a web of corruption involving powerful corporations, leading to a thrilling showdown that he explores themes of identity, justice, and the consequences of unchecked corporate power. Because, mm. uh, like, there's a sub layer under that as well, because that's technically what the film's about, mm-hmm. the fucking cyborg guy. But it's kind of more about the, like, the state, like, the police state like outsourcing because they can't fund themselves anymore yeah. to the OCP mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically they want to fucking make profit Yeah. so essentially what they do is they get the bad guys they pay the bad guys to fucking rack up crime so that they can come in and get, wipe more, it out. get more budget basically to wipe it out mm-hmm. so it's all kind of like a continuous thing of that and the whole thing is they they actually want to get... I don't know if you'd clocked it at the, end, in the beginning of the film, but they actually... Because I, 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 this is the first time I clocked it watching it. Um, where like they actually... The, the guys at OCP, you can actually see them talking about trying to get police 
so the, the guys do get killed on the job. They're putting them in positions. Mm-hmm. They get that's why that Murphy guy is uh, Robocop's transferred at the beginning of the film. Because they're looking for candidates who will be good as to get robot. killed. Aye, to get killed so that they can try and possibly use them mm-hmm. as this fucking prototype thing. I never clocked that bit before. Mm. Um, I didn't clock that, no. No, I never clocked this. Only because I was watching it, I was taking more notes. I went watching it for this, obviously. I was like, oh, that's interesting. And then you kind of realise that either just trying to do that to, to fund the whole kind of police state and all that kind of shit. And then obviously this kind of shit happens. Uh, so. I did. So, like, obviously at the beginning when Murphy is attacked, like, it's brutal. Well, that's the thing. I like. I remember I the sort watching of, it as a kid and been very disturbed by it. Yeah, I remember the outline of this film and what happens for the most part. But I'm like, I remember like in my head, like, see when he gets shot. I think he gets shot in the leg first. No, he gets shot. His arm gets shot off. His hand gets blown. Aye, and I'm like, right, okay, aye, that's right, aye. So they do that and they basically have to put him in the Robocop because he's fucked. But then I'm like, no, no. Then they start shooting him about a million times, and you're like. But he's apparently still alive when they take him to go well, and try and put him in the room. Still getting brain activity because that's essentially all he has at but that point. You know it's I mean? just, I don't know, I feel like, obviously it's the 80s and they were going way over the top anyway, but I feel like they went a little bit far there. Like, but do you notice as well, because like, uh, I was reading some stuff about it and there's a, it's a bit like, like they kind of use him as like the resurrection of Christ as well. Because mm. he gets like, almost like, almost impaled with a nail that's like him getting his hand blown off yeah you know what I mean uh, and there's a bit later on that I was reading that said uh, he walks across water because he walks across that industrial state at the very end right aye. he walks across and he's walking across the water you know what I mean so mm-hmm. it like kind of parallels and he, resur- he gets resurrected yeah. yeah you know what I mean so it's mm-hmm. like oh, this is why it's not just an action film mm-hmm. you know what I mean there's so many like wee things like that that are like aye. plugged into it you know what I mean which just makes it aye, like, as a kid tones. you don't fucking know that no you know you're just aye, corporate greed's not really on your, no. je- uh, your agenda <laughs> eight year old no you don't get all these wee subtext things but yeah. that's why it's such a classic film yeah. is because like the more you watch it the more you realise that aye there is loads of fucking subtext in, yeah because I think the, the director I think yeah I think he originally dismissed it but then his wife or something like that I think yeah, it says she, the trivia, he she like read it and then uh-huh. she read it and told him no there's loads of aye. stuff here that you could definitely utilise yeah, yeah. so um favorite scene so the boardroom scene where we get the first death during the demo of the world's worst cgi robot holy fuck by oh, the way there's no cgi it's a stop start animation oh that's is it yes. it's stop start. fucking atrocious Why man it's a different it's like a like it's a charm to it oh i don't know do you know what i, I think, think, so? and I think every that... time that fucking was it ed 209 oh, yeah, every it's... time that thing was in the fucking screen it just it looked Oh, I thought it looked horrific. Right. Oh, I thought it looked horrific. I thought it looked fine. And I thought, I thought everything fact, else looked really good. That looked horrific. Because it's a robot, like the stop start animation almost helped that because it's like jerky. You know what I mean? If it was like, an, like a dinosaur or something like that, the stop start is a lot more noticeable because that's mm. a fluid animal. Yeah. But this is a robot, so it kind of helped that for a wee bit. I thought it honestly looked like a child was holding a fucking robot in front of the screen know, and I they had somehow cool. CG out his hand. It looked. Well, I thought it was pretty cool. I liked oh, it. Oh man, but that that scene apparently where the guy is getting shot. Apparently the full scene, the guy gets shot for like a minute, 
You know what I mean? Honestly, Aye. that's like honestly, there's yeah, a, it does fair go on. I, that's it cut down though because this film got an X rating, no fucking R rating. This film got an X rating at the start, right. and they had to cut that down so they could get it in theaters. That was one of the bits they had to cut down because literally it went on. The guy just the guy's just going like getting shot for like a minute straight. See, to be fair, the one we watched was the director's cut, so we probably got the we potentially got the full minute of it because it did go on quite a while in our in our bit. It wasn't. I don't think it was a minute, but it was easily thirty seconds. I think that's that cut down. <laughs> to be honest, I just loved that. See, at the end after that happened, there's still like don't be wrong. Quite a few of them were like, "Oh my god!" and they all ran. But there was one or two guys that were still sitting at the table, been like, "Oh for fuck's sake, man!" And you're yeah, like, just part and parcel. Of the he's dog. just fucking died. And these two, there's, yeah. like, there's at least two of them were just still sitting at the table as if <sighs> this has interfered with my day. Um, you've got the transformation sequence obviously you mentioned um, when he becomes Robocop obviously a very pivotal and unforgettable moment in the movie uh, that I'd buy that for a dollar show so this is a kind of recurring television <laughs> show within the movie it's a bit of a bizarre comical commentary on the I don't know desensitization of violence in the media um, mm. and yeah they, kept, they keep saying I'd buy that for a dollar um, yeah, all those wee kind of infomercial things, because like, there's no many of them, but like, because that's a thing that he does a lot later in Starship Troopers, mm-hmm. like, because that's his uh, Paul Verhoeven as yeah. well. Yeah, and that film's got loads of those wee like adverts. Aye, in the film, you know what I mean? And it just gives is, it gives you a sort of flavor for the world. Yeah, that they're in. There's like, and maybe one or two in this. So yeah. like, this is obviously plants a seed for doing it. And one of them's like Newcomb. Like, cause obviously the Cold War was going on mm. this this time, and uh, it's a game where like fucking you nuke your neighbor. <laughs> you know what I mean? See, see as well. I'm not sure if it was the start of the game, but see the demo I played for the game that's coming out. Mm. The, it starts with them in the studio, like a news bulletin. Mm. Oh, yeah. So they've got that in the game as well. Like I say, I don't know if the demo I played was from the start of the game, but at the start of that demo, there's like a three minute four minute cutscene and it's like a newscaster doing yeah. a thing before you start well, they say that, and that, I thought that was really fucking cool I uh, know and the, again it like kind of touches on how like superficial the news can be because it says like the tagline is you give us three minutes we'll give you the world you know what mm. I mean in three minutes really you know what I mean? So this shows you like it's just like playing on that how superficial it's just a headline Aye, to grab you you know what I mean give us three minutes we'll give you the world you know what I mean yeah Really? Like they'll be very in-depth. Yeah. Uh, Robocop's kind of first appearance um, in the streets of Detroit, he kind of takes down a group of criminals. There's also the sort of attempted rape scene. Mm. I, the thing that I found funny was that... I mean, they... rape funny? <laughs> Get out. Get out. I've been... I've been badly misjudged here today. <laughs> uh, no, is so he's they decide that he's ready for business, right? Yeah. And they just sort of like you would think. I mean, obviously, it's sort of supposed to be old Detroit, and it's in the eighties, and the place is a fucking absolute shit show anyway. So maybe it doesn't matter as much. And I'm looking at it in a normal world sort of capacity, but. He doesn't even get taken out on any sort of probation. They just sort of wheel him out for the first time. They sort of show him to the, the rest of the cops, the media, and then they're like, right, here's a car. On you go. 
and yeah, like that's no, it, yeah. no, nobody want to go and just sort of chaperone him for a day or two and just make sure he doesn't just start fucking punching babies or something like that no yeah. and he just takes a car and goes out himself and just starts fucking wiping out crime yeah. you're like nobody want to keep tabs on him nobody but you know that's the, fun, the funny thing about that as well is like you know how the main picture is the robocop him standing one foot out the car the poster Mm-hmm. That, that famous poster has him in the car like standing one foot as if he's about to step out of the yeah. car mm. um, but the whole point of that is he can't fit in the fucking thing with the suit he can't get in the car with the suit <laughs> so when they're doing any scene you see of him in the car or getting into the car he's literally just got the top of the suit on he's not getting any of the legs right. on because they can't fit in it you know Must I mean? have been a bastard wearing that suit. Yeah, Craig, yeah. if you're looking for some uh, weight loss ideas, he was losing three... You try to say? Three, <laughs> no. Um, he was losing three pounds a day from water loss wearing that suit when they were yeah. filming this. Crazy, isn't it? It was so hot and heavy. And then they Mental. added fans in it, or an air conditioner sort of thing installed. Mental. It gets hot and heavy around here a lot, don't you worry? <laughs> <laughs> Rude. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I also quite enjoyed the toxic waste. Yeah, that incident. scene is amazing. The guy that um, gets it's so good that scene. Yeah, so I think a car Memorable. crashes into it, and then he gets covered in this toxic waste. And it's yeah, I don't know. I think they just did a really good job of making him look so oh, grotesque, and like and then it like enhances as it. You know, what I mean, it was yeah, was he's, he's like his skin's dripping. And it? it's like yeah. fucking amazing. Yeah. And then when he touches that, that guy, he's like the other henchman. <laughs> Don't and he touch goes, me. <laughs> and then the guy's like, what the fuck? <laughs> His face is like, get the fuck off me. Yeah, yeah. I, the, the effects and stuff like that was fucking tremendous. Yeah, this I is thought. the first ever ultraviolet film I ever watched because that's what it's classed as mm-hmm. like an ultraviolet film. And I was like, what the fuck does that mean? And it's like, now you know. You know what I mean? Yeah, every death was really quite over the top. Yeah, Aye. yeah. They went the extra mile. Like the squibs, like or the, when people get shot, mm-hmm. they're just like so fucking mm-hmm. visceral. Well, everywhere, yeah. Aye, it's everywhere, man. Yeah, I thought mm-hmm. it, I think it's fucking great. This film, honestly, the the ones after this are disappointing. I had totally forgot there was a two thousand and fourteen reboot. Yeah, that's not too bad. To be honest I must have you. seen it. I don't. I don't know if I have. I'm going to watch it again maybe this week because I'm like I don't. I must have seen it at the time, but I don't remember a thing right, about it. I must it. have watched it. Um, you kind of live mm. up to this though. There's something about this. That there's just something about it. Yeah, because it's, it's, it's got a, the it's, '80s movie vibe. I know that you can't replicate now, and mm. it's like a, it's memorable. Like it's not like the best film in the world, obviously, but it's a very memorable film. There's mm. loads of different memorable bits in it. And then the fact that the guy's a fucking Robocop mm-hmm. is just memorable in itself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, a couple of write-ins. Um, Squinny says, I haven't watched Robocop for years, mainly because of how I re- remember how brutal some of the deaths are in it. Um, like Was the, a big softy? <laughs> I don't know. Um, the guy that gets killed by ED209 ED and the way Murphy's pretty much massacred as well. Um, he says, it always stuck with me how much of a bad guy slash group Clarence has and this movie affected me as a youngling I suppose age restrictions are for a reason yes they are yeah I'm, I'm with him there to be honest because it did stick with me when I watched this when I was younger I don't think my dad realised it was as fucking mm. brutal as it was yeah he says to put it in wrestling terms seeing as Robocop was in WCW a proper heel faction 
But he says it does an incredible job of reminding you of the human Murphy was before becoming Robocop with the flashbacks, talking about his family, the way he drives the car and then spinning off the gun. Um, The shot to the bollocks also burned it into my brain and is an iconic piece of action movie history. Also, does anyone else think Murphy looks like Baz? And he gives it four pies. Four pies. Um, Callum also said, when I heard the PDG pod were going to review Robocop, I was super excited. I have great childhood memories of the film, watching it on VHS at my mate's house when we were definitely not 18. I hadn't watched it in many, many years, though, so I did wonder how the 1987 film would hold up in 2023. And he says, Robocop is ostensibly an ultra-violent science fiction action movie full of quotable one-liners can you fly bobby dead or alive you're coming with me and i'd buy that for a dollar um he says i'm not going to claim it's some kind of deep masterpiece like the shawshank redemption or anything there's definitely more to it than just that this satirical sketches take swipes at the brash consumeristic culture of the 80s america foreshadowing verhoeven's later caustic take down of fascism starship troopers um it's look at the consequences of overutilizing technology in the near future is almost black mirror-esque more than 20 years before charlie brooker's series came along the very first scene with the ed209 is still shocking all these years later yes it was um says as a movie the plot of robocop is fairly straightforward but satisfying the effects look decent with maybe the stop-motion animated figures aging the poorest and the cast do a good job of portraying the comic book characters we encounter. If you don't like action and or science fiction, it probably won't do it for you. But otherwise, I highly recommend the film. It's a good take. Yeah. Indeed. I think that kind of sums up a lot of what we said anyway. Um, shall we pie? Five. Ooh. Four. It's a three from me. Three? It's not my vibe. Okay, I'm not... ED209 gets that, makes it a four for me. <laughs> Fucking state of your ED two oh nine, mate. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I I really enjoyed it. I do want to watch the twenty fourteen one. Is it the same I, story or is it? I, I like can't remember. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. I think yeah. I'll be disappointed, but I feel like I don't know. Maybe I'll get ten minutes and go. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Joel Kinnaman. I don't know if you know him. The suit's more black this time. Right. Um, it's a reboot, so it's essentially him getting Aye. killed again. And same story. Same story. Like there's different beats, obviously, mm. but it's a, it's the Robocop story again. Mm. Yeah, I'm gonna check that out then. Mm. I think but, they were trying to do it so it was gonna start kickstart a series again, but it didn't do as well as they hoped. Right. Probably why you don't remember it very much. Mm, yeah. <laughs> but but then there was a lot of sorry, there was a lot of films round about the end that they did that with, like. Did, yeah, that's all they can do these days, though. Is I know. Re- reboot stuff, but like, see, I think it was 2012 when they d- did Dread. That's a fucking brilliant that is amazing, film. That film, it's that is absolutely amazing. brilliant. But yeah. again, it didn't do well enough to get a sequel. It's a, it's, it's so a, good. It's a tremendous film. Yeah, I, I love that film. I mean, because the first one, Mister Lone, is so bloated. Aye. it's unbelievable. Because they went for so much scale. It's like, no, you've I quite it. like the campiness of it. It's no, not a great I, film by any means, but I, I quite like the campiness got, of it. It's got like a certain, like the, the uniqueness of like mm-hmm. the visuals and stuff like that. Definitely. Yeah. But the actual dread the character is in that fucking Carl Urban. And it's, it's superb. Just, 
doesn't it take off the helmet? You know what I mean? It's like sh- the way it should be. Yeah. It's a fucking cracking film. Uh, I watched right. that at least once a year. It's I've so watched good. it a few times. I've really good. I've watched it a few times. But that is not next week's movie. It's not. No, it's no. next week's movie is, is something not as good. Yeah, so it's... You don't know yet. Exactly. No, Andy says it's all right. You need to watch and review it to then know. give an opinion. Um, so yeah, obviously it's October, it's Halloween month, so we're going for spooky things slash scary things slash... In this case, Little Monsters. Um, the 1989. 1989. So, so Little Monsters, are a few people going to have to settle? I think it's the story is about a wee boy in the big man Sunday's bed. Yeah, right. it's about... Well, definitely settle then. I've watched this a lot when I was younger. I remember rating this a lot. Right? And it's Fred Savage, the wee boy for Wonder Years. Yeah. Remember mm-hmm. people used to say I look like him when I was younger? <laughs> Remember that? No, I used to get it a lot. Is that why you're into it? I'm a star. Look at me. And it's that Howie Mandel, you know him? He does X Factor or something, doesn't he? Yeah, the American one. American's got talent. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, He's the monster guy. Oh, okay. He's the monster guy. Is it a scary? Is it scary? When I was a kid, it scared me. There was some scary. It's because it was one of those things that back in those days, Kids' films were not the same. Mm. They, they were so like they done shit that these days mum and dads would be like, no fucking way, that's not happening. That kids, aye, like well, how scary was the witches? Well, do you want me exactly. to tell you something? Holy that, shit, that happened. Um, you know that Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Yeah, that was yeah. superb. Right. Well, apparently somewhere in America, some teacher put it on for the kids. Amazing. Like, wow. A group of like four, a fourth graders, which I think is like nine to ten Holy year old. Shit. How far in did they get like, before they turned it off? Half an hour, but then the t- I think That's it was amazing. like a mum's been to the press and tried to like be like, this is outrageous. Oh, um, I mean, it is to be fair because it's, it's not Winnie the Pooh. No. <laughs> it's not, and an error was made, clearly. <laughs> I mean, there's about four murders in the first five minutes. Yeah, and boobs like, and aye. all oh, sorts. Yeah. How did they get half an hour in before? I bet she left. I bet she put on left the fucking classroom. Oh, <laughs> Came back half an hour later going, oh no, some, oh, somebody's, somebody's taped over the film. Uh. <laughs> or she just thought it was Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. Oh dear. Yeah, so... No, I remember liking this when I was younger. Okay. Did, did, was I don't scary. think I've seen it. For me, but I also have a shocking memory, so maybe I have. Nah, I don't think it's a... I was going to say it's like a cult classic, but I don't think it... Maybe, isn't it? I think it's maybe mm. just my memory of it. Is it campy or is it meant to be scary? No, there's some, like... There was some scary bits when I was younger. There was some very scary bits. Like, cause no, definitely, no, there is. Okay. Well, yes, we shall return next week with our thoughts and opinions on that. And if you have any other thoughts and opinions on this week's episode or anything that's happening in the news, any games you've been playing, then do write in and share them with us, and we may or may not discuss. Depends if your take's good enough. <laughs> um, and in the meantime, have fun gaming. Happy Spider-Man Day when it comes. And... Get those tallies up, folks. I'll be tallying up. Tally up! <laughs> Tally up! Goodbye! Tally up!